everyone. Welcome to Marriage Sanctified. We are in Tim and Janie. We're so glad that you joined us for this today's episode on Seasons in Marriage. Yeah, so this is going to be a two-part series, and we're going to talk about two of the sort of light and easy seasons in marriage yes. that they tend to be today. And then next week, we'll go over two of the harder seasons that we tend to experience in marriage. And really what we want to do is be able to express to our listeners how to navigate these seasons and how to keep our marriages strong, no matter what season that we're in. That's good. I yeah. like that. That's awesome. So, babe, what do we mean by when we say seasons in marriage? So, you know, just like in nature, right? Um, our lives and our marriages have seasons. Yes. So we're going to have seasons where things are great and seasons where maybe things are more challenging. Um, and we see that. We see the change of seasons in nature. And and if you've been married for any amount of time or even been dating for that matter, um, I think you kind of know what we're talking about. Right. Those little shifts, those transitions that sometimes we enter into um, naturally and sometimes we kind of thrust ourselves into them. Yeah. So you know, that's what we mean by the seasons. Yeah. I mean, we're not going to just have one winter season or one summer season right. in the lifetime of our marriage. Right. You know? There's going to be all four of them. For sure. So it's going to happen. Sure. Yeah. So what does God uh, say about seasons? Well, I think if we turn to Ecclesiastes 3, and, and in fact, verse 1, it says, for everything there is a season, a time for every activity under heaven. And if you continue to read on right. in Ecclesiastes 3, you know, it'll say there's a time to plant and a time to harvest, you know, a time right. to cry and a time to laugh. And I just think that that's, that's so um, well demonstrates, you know, what it is like it is. to have seasons in your marriage. I agree. So from this verse, we can discern two things. The first thing would be we are to expect, you know, that we'll have different seasons in our marriage. Definitely, definitely need to be expecting yep, of that. Definitely. And the second thing would be all seasons are temporary. Well, that's for sure. I mean, we don't, we're not stuck in a season. I mean, sometimes, Correct. sometimes a season will last quite a while and we are stuck because of maybe our own choices or free will. But what we're trying to say is that no matter what season you're in, eventually that season's going to come to an end. Right. And a new season is going to begin. Right. So they're definitely temporary. Yeah. Well, you know, one thing I want to just say on that, though, is that when, like you said something, these seasons can last a long time. They can. And we have to remember, we have to have patience during these seasons. That's yeah. the biggest thing. Yeah. If you, if you can't have patience and you can't wait it out, right. they're going to be, there will be problems. Yeah. And then they're going to last a lot longer than maybe you want them to. Exactly. Of course, sometimes, depending on the season, we might want them to last right, longer right, yeah. if it's a good That's season. That's true, yeah. But, you so. know, I think it's important to, in, in our marriages, to recognize the fact that we have broad seasons, right. you know? So the season of being newlyweds, you know, that last, you know, couple years, exactly. you know, right. but basically that's a season. It is. And then we have like other seasons within that. But then, you know, you have the time where if you have children, you're raising your children that's... or you're busy pursuing a career, you know, that is a season. Exactly. And then, you know, you enter into seasons where it's retirement or the kids are leaving right. or, you know, just grandchildren come about. I mean, there's all these different seasons and these are like the broader seasons, but when it comes to marriage strengthening, what we really like to focus on are those mini seasons yes. that happen within yes. those broader seasons, you know, like a career change right, or health right, challenges right. or a job loss, or, you know, even the loss of a family member. I mean, grief, that is definitely a season that is much different than any other season that we have within any other season. So, so good, I mean, yeah. Those are sort of things that I think like within marriage, we have to be very mindful of. Yeah. And also too, we have to remember in within those many seasons, you know, where 
uh, we can run into so many challenges in our marriage. Yeah. You know, thus, you know, the need for strengthening tools for, right. exa- you know, for example, so you may be relaxing in the summer season and then get hit by a massive hurricane. <laughs> yeah. I think we can all <laughs> kind of relate to this. Um, right. you know, you're on vacation and the whole family's together. Somebody breaks a leg. Yes. I mean, it's just, it happens, it happens. you know? So right. we're in this, in this season and we're expectant of certain things. And then all of a sudden something, you know, knocks us off, right. you know, takes the winds out of our sails. That's a hurricane. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I think the big thing is, is no matter what season we go into, we need to realize that the purpose of each season, no matter what it is, is for growth. And I mean, this is true for our personal lives. This is true in our marriages. And I think that it's important to know and and acknowledge the fact that we are constantly being sanctified by God. I mean, both individually and as a marital unit. I mean, that's why we talk about marriage sanctified, you know, and basically the sanctification process is, you know, to be more like Jesus, to be set apart as holy. You know, we are, our goal is to help couples have holier marriages, marriages that look more like Jesus, yeah, you know, both the marital unit and for both of the participants in the marriage. Right, so right. I yep. think, um, that sometimes these change of seasons are this natural testing, you know, within our Christian walk, but then other times we just thrust ourselves into them, you know, based on our actions. That's true, I mean, yeah. it could be the consequence that, of sin Yeah, and it could be your sin or my sin, exactly. but what happens to you happens to me. It, you know, that goes through since we're one flesh in yeah. marriage, you know, the actions of one of us, you know, affects our spouse too. For sure. Yeah. So, you know, and, you know, when we transition into a new season, whether it's good or, or bad season, it's always stressful because change is often, uh, you know, stressful. For sure. I so. mean, for, I think for me, I like to be a creature of habit. Right. I get comfortable right. and I really don't want change. <laughs> Although I know <laughs> that it's going to grow me, right. it's going to grow us right. or grow you, but I still don't want it. Well, being honest, you know what? (laughs) As you say that, I'm thinking about even when it's a a a bad season. Yeah, that bad season we're going to learn from in our marriage and our lives as we grow older and older. You know what I mean? So it's good to learn some of the bad seasons to help us get through the next season. I agree. I mean, you have to go through it. You it do. just makes you stronger, you even though it doesn't always feel so good. It definitely makes you yeah, stronger. That's but, true. Um, so. There are there are four seasons. Yeah. So uh, and, and ha, you know, and we're, I'm going to talk about. I'll, t- I'll name all four of them, and okay. then we'll just talk about the two that we're dealing with today. Yeah. That so the good. you know the first one is spring. Yep. Which is a season of newness. Yeah. If you think about it, all right. And then we have summer, which yep. is a season of relaxation and when things heat up. Oh yeah. <laughs> and so and that's what we're going to be talking about. And of course, the, the next uh, next week's uh, uh, session, we'll be talking about uh, fall and winter. Yeah. You know, fall is a season of unveiling or uncovering, yep. and winter is a season where things cool off and uh, often dry up. Yep, that's so true. Yeah, next week should be good, so yeah. tune in for Stay, that one. Exactly. So, <laughs> But um, with spring, you know, I think when I think of spring, I think that this is typically the time of newness or a time of renewal. Yes. So for newlyweds, you know, this is the newness. This is when things are blooming and getting planted. You just got married. You know, it's exciting. Emotions are high. And typically the emotions are all positive. You know, everything's great. Yeah, (laughs) Um, that's true. You know, you can get a lot done. There could be a lot of productivity in the season and definitely a lot of growth in the season. You know, I liken it to, you know, the plants outside in the spring. (laughs) But, you know, it can be very busy too. So I think in marriage... um, when you're experiencing a spring season, especially for newlyweds, 
the number one thing is to make sure you grab onto some good, trusted marriage mentors. Amen. You know? I agree with you on that. And have yes. fellowship with other Christian yes. couples. You know, hang around people who've been married for a little while, you know, that you can talk to. And I just think that that's so important because research shows, especially for newlyweds, that at year three and a half, that's when couples kind of decide, hey, we're going to dig in and fight for this marriage for this lifetime, yeah. or we're going to give up and walk away. It's a shame. Three and a half years, that's what they say. Not is very the, long it's time. It's not very long at all. No, so you, you barely know each other right. as far as I'm concerned right. at that point. I mean, you're still getting to know each other. It's not that you barely know right. each other, but you're still there's so much more to learn. There is. you know, And this is a time of renewal in your marriage, too. Yeah, if, it, if you're not a newlywed, right. a spring right. season could be renewing right. in your, right. in your I mean, marriage. Surround yourself with, like you said, with mentors in yeah. your marriage. You know what yeah. I mean? Have fellowship with other married couples. Yes. This is a big thing. You know, every time you enter into a new season, you know, you will appreciate the support from your friends. You really Believe will. Believe it or not, you will. You will. And so. then you talk a lot about, from a man's perspective, um, accountability. Yes. You know, men... Men are men. We're men out there, men. So, uh, you know, we're going to, you know, do things in our lives that might be different than the, the female, the spouse, your spouse. But I know as men, though, accountability is one of the biggest things. Yeah. You have to have accountability. I have several accountability friends, you know, that are Christian friends. And I know that they're there for me. But also, I know them well. They know when something's wrong with me. Yeah. Just like you know what's wrong with me yeah. by studying me. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know what's happening today. You know, oh, his attitude changed or he's not the same Tim that I knew last week. What's right. going on? So yeah. I would expect the men that are in my life, yeah. the friends, the Christian friends, that they're going to come to me and go, hey, Tim, uh, you're acting a little weird today. What, yeah. what, everything okay at home? You know, are you okay? What can yeah. I pray for? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so you, So it's good to have that accountability partner. I agree. I agree. And you know, another thing that we do is we seek wisdom in other couples. So you and I mm -hmm. purposely um, are close with couples who have been married twice as long as yes. we have been, yes. you know, and, and they have good marriages and they have, they love each other and right. we can see, okay, they've, I can think of one couple right now that we spend a few few times with a month, right. um, you know, they just celebrated 50 years of being married and I love to be around them and I love to hear their wisdom, you know, and then we take that plus right. what we've gone through. And then when we teach classes in person, you know, we, we give that on to people who've been married, you know, for a less, less amount of time right, than right. us or maybe younger people. Right. You know? you know, I tell you what, I love what you said though, is that taking what we can learn from somebody who's been married 50 years, a yeah. Christian couple. Yeah. And we sit there and we just absorb what they're putting out. And yeah. I want to take that and I want to learn how they, because I want to make it that far. Yeah, <laughs> you know I want I mean? 50 years. Exactly. <laughs> with, with you. you. <laughs> exactly. So, but I love how you said that. We take what we learned here. And of course, you know, us being coaches, marriage coaches, we're able to put it on to some younger couples. So we have, I can think of another young couple that's engaged right now in our group and they, well, in our marriage group, in yeah. a marriage group and they are in fire yeah. to learn not what to do in a marriage. They're learning. They're learning all the, they're learning. They want to soak it up so much that they want to do it right from their beginning. I mean, they've invited God into their engagement. They did. I mean, they're a step right. ahead as far as I'm concerned. Right. And you know what? We get inspiration from them. We do. Yeah. It, just because they're not married, I'm learning stuff from them going, wow, man, I, you know, I need to put that into my marriage. Well, or, we can tell know. other people, you know, you know, not them, right. but some of the things that we see them doing, how they're honoring God right. in their premarital, you know, status. And we can give that to other people that we know that are engaged or people who become engaged that, you know, end up being in our corner for coaching. I totally so, agree. I totally yeah. agree. So 
you got to remember all seasons are temporary. Yeah. You know, even, and even, uh, you know, the ones that are of good seasons, yeah. if you're having a good season, it's temporary. Yeah. I, I think, I think you're right. So I think for me, spring is like about abundance, right? you know, so we have an abundance of flowers, you know, you and I, when spring comes, we're outside putting flowers all over the yard, planting our planter boxes, I our agree. gardens, you know, there's abundance of, of everything. And, and in the spring season in a marriage, it could be an abundance of love, right. uh, an abundance of growth, an abundance of emotions, and and a lot of them being real good, especially if you're on a new, right. you know, trajectory, let's just That's say. True. But I think I want to kind of caution people listening mm-hmm. that uh, couples that are married that, you know, we don't want to think that all seasons of marriage are going to be full of abundance. Yes. Because otherwise we're going to have this unreal expectation that when things get tough, you know, it's not supposed to be tough. And we know things are supposed to be tough at times because that's how we grow. Like we just talked about. So I, I think it's, it's a good word of caution to say, don't let the seasons of abundance cause you to have unreal expectations that show up in the harder seasons as unmet expectations because unmet expectations right there, nothing can throw you into a winter season (laughs) quicker than thinking you have unmet expectations. And especially if your spouse doesn't even know what they are. That is so true. Wow. That's awesome. I just felt like a a word of caution should go go out for that. Yeah, definitely. So I think in spring too, um, the key is commitment. I agree. I mean, whether you're establishing something new or replanting new seeds, let's say, right. you know, you've just gone through a long season and you're replanting. Um, you got to stay committed. It's, it's let those roots grow and I let agree. them dig in deep, you know? Right. And then I think um, there's a Bible verse that I like to think of yeah. when I think about this. It's Proverbs 16, three, and it says, commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be established. And wow. I, I just want to hang on to that promise. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> commit yourself to the Lord. Yep, and I mean, he's going to establish the he plans. Is, he is. So we just got to hang on and dig those roots. You know how you just said that, though. You know, you could take a long season in your marriage that's status quo. Yeah. And God, like you said, you commit to the Lord. He can change that season just so like true. that. I mean, it's it's just yeah. if you believe, yeah. you got to have the faith. You got to yeah. have the patience. You got to have the time. Yes. You know what I mean? You got to put all this effort into your marriage. Yep. Walk by faith, not by sight. There you go. Amen. Yep. <laughs> so, all right. So let's go over to the, the next uh, season. Okay. So that would be summer. And this is like a, a time I like to think of as like freedom and flexibility. Amen. Yeah, you're right. That's great. The routines yeah. kind of change for the summer. Right, right. You know, summer is also a typical season of a mixture of downtime and excitement. That's really true. So, yeah. Like, yeah. So for me, you know, in marriage, when I think of summer seasons in marriage, these are the seasons where things are like usually hot, yes. you know, hot and steamy. Yep. <laughs> and All right. It could be from physical intimacy or it could be hot tempers. Hot headed so tempers. So it could man. go, you could have a little bit of a down a little bit of right, excitement, right. but you know, so I think in, in marriage, in these summer seasons, I like to say you either get burned or you get strengthened, right? You know, you're going to experience those high and low levels of intimacy and everything along the whole continuum. That would be how I would best describe like a summer season, you know, in marriage, I agree. you know, I agree. like a plant needs the mixture of sun and rain, you know, our right. marriages need that proper balance of excitement and downtime, you know, I love and I, I kind of, Think of summer in that way. I love how you put that. That's awesome. <laughs> Thanks. That's great. <laughs> I think, um, I don't know. For us, we always handled summertime. Um, you know, that when it comes to like the crazy schedules, you know, if you mm-hmm. do want to associate like 
the actual summertime in nature with a summertime in marriage. You know, this would be like when the kids are out of school, if you right, have them, right. things are kind of chaotic. Well, for us, you know, we, we really tried hard not to make it so challenging and so costly. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. it's, well, I mean, our summertime was raising our three boys. Yeah. You know, we, they were home with us, yep. no school, right. you know, but we both were working full-time jobs. The, right. You know, the kids were off. So summers could have been very challenging and For costly. Sure. For sure. So, but instead of complaining, you know, we worked together. We sure did. You yeah. know, to formulate a plan and help, you know, to help uh, summer a lot less challenging, make the summer a lot less challenging as, you know. Yeah. I think I, if I recall, you know, a lot of the summers I would take the kids to work with me on some days, right. you know, uh, there were some days where I just said, it's better to take them to work. Don't have to worry about paying mm-hmm. somebody to watch mm-hmm. them. I cannot complain about this. Take them to work, teach them a skill, you know, buy them a milkshake at lunch right, <laughs> and, you know, right. and then kind of get that burden off of you. You don't have to work overtime. I don't have to work extra to pay right. for daycare. And I understand not everybody has the ability to do this, but I guess what I'm trying to say is if you do have some sort of resources, right. you know, maybe you can think outside the box. I mean, for you, right. Well, for me, you know, uh, my career, I was able, of course, to build up my time and that, you know, the first part like of paid my time off, right. Yeah, yeah. And the first part of the career when I was on my own, I did that, yeah. you know, so I built a lot of time. Yeah, up. You did. But when I, when we got married and we had a family, I started seeing more things going, you know what? Building that time up is less, is less important than spending more time with my family. Yeah. So I was able to take off the time that I needed to work through our issues of, of, uh, you know, time. Yeah. I think, um, that was a really good decision that you made because right. you actually invested time with our boys to build your fatherly bond yeah. with them. You would, instead of, you know, saving up a vacation day, you know, like the right. Bible says, don't right. store all your, tre-, you know, yeah. instead of storing all those treasures for the end, you said, no, I'm going to take them right. now. Right. I'm going to take, you know, paid time off and be with the boys, you know, and, and do stuff with them over the summer and give them a memory. Well, you, you and you just said it though, is spending more time, with my family was more important. Yeah. So, you know, as the, the Bible verse says that the root of all, you know, the root of all evil is money. The love. The love of all money is evil. <laughs> the, the love of money is the root of You're all right, evil. All I evil. know what you mean. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting it out there. I got so much information here. Uh, but, you know, I, I took that and went, you know what? The money wasn't important at the time. It was my children yeah. and my spouse. Right. That was more, spending more time with them was better than trying to receive the money. You were loving your family right. over loving money. Exactly. I agree. That's a great so. way to demonstrate that. I mean, you could have saved all your time, got paid, you know, for it at the end right, of your career right. and then, uh, pay tax on it. Yeah. But you know, we'll talk I about know. that some other time. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so take the time. If you have it, spend it with your yes, family. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, that's our best advice right. when it comes to that. And here's another thing too. Uh, your mom, you know, she's the grandma right. and she wanted to be with our kids. Right. You know, she always wanted time with them. And in the summer she would take them for two weeks she at a time. Would, yeah. And I, again, if you have family members, friends, you know, trusted people in your life that you're comfortable with, you know, your, your children being around, utilize that because like, for instance, with your mom, our kids and your mom have an awesome bond. I mean, they have a great relationship and they know they have all these memories with her, you know, and who, who would we have been to, you know, not give that to her. Right. So right. No, I I'm totally just thankful for that. You. Shout I out mean, to you, mom, if you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yep, definitely. So I'm looking too, is that, you know, summer can also be a time of a major distraction. So it's important to take time to focus on each other. Yes. So during that time when my mom had the kids, yeah. we were focused on you and me, our marriage. Right. 
And that's when, so we're trying to say that when you do have this time and you the kids are, if you have kids and you are, they are with somebody, take the time to work on your marriage. Yeah. The stuff that we're talking about. Yeah. You know Sit what I mean? down. You have might, those conversations. You might, ha- you might be in that one season right now where the kids are a distraction, but now you got somebody watching them. Take the time and concentrate on your marriage. Yes. I mean, so, I know, you know, some couples we, we've known in the past, right. you know, if they get a break from the kids, you know, he's off hunting right, and she's right. off, you know, know, on a girlfriend's things. weekend. And, and and we're not saying that that's, that's not good to do that. Right. It's okay to do that. Right. It's okay to have your individual likes. It's okay for me to have mine and to, right. to do separate ways. But if you're feeling like a little disconnected or you just need that time or you're right. busy, you know. Take that time together if somebody's going to help you out. Just, yeah, I mean, that, that helped us immensely. You know, go to God, especially yeah. during that time. Go to God and say, okay, hey, we have some time alone here. Yeah. What can I do to make this more like you? You know, what yeah. you want. You yeah. know what I mean? In our relationship. Yeah, ask them to remove the distractions. Right. You know, there you go. Ask them to bring to your forefront right. of your mind ways to remove any kind of distractions. Yeah. You know, so That's, that way, really, the only person you really want to invest in in those, in those precious times yeah. are with your spouse. That's true. Wow. You know, that's what, what good, I think. There you go. What a great conversation this has been. So, well, there's one more Bible verse yep. I want to read because I think for um, the summertime, what's what's important for that is to be able to have self-control. I, and, I agree. And we know self-control is one of the fruits of the spirit. We've right. talked about this before, but I think in summer when things can kind of, you know, be very exciting or kind of loose schedules that, right. you know, it's to remember that self-control. And so second Timothy one seven says, God gave us a spirit, not a fear, but of power and love and self-control. So as far mm-hmm. as I'm concerned, you know, he can help us um, bring in that self-control. If that's what we feel like, maybe our summer seasons are kind of spiraling out of control. Wow, that is great. <laughs> that is awesome. Wow. It's been, this has been really great conversation. Yeah. I had a lot of fun with you it preparing is. for exactly, this and, yeah. and kind of reminiscing on the different seasons we've experienced we in our marriage. So basically we just want to let you guys know that we're here. If you have any questions, yes. you know, and next week, please join us because next week it's going to be a little bit, uh, more involved, a little bit of the tougher seasons. We're going to get into seasons of, you know, where you're longing or seasons of waiting or seasons of testing and yeah. discontentment and stuff and, like and that. And how to so, get through them. And how to get through them. And, so and what we've done to help right. us get through them. What we, what we know from our experience uh, seems to work. Yeah. And also too, if you have a certain uh, topic that has been bothering you, maybe you can't find the answer to, please email us so we can maybe we'll actually do a series on it. You know yeah. what I mean? We'll talk about it. Yeah. So we can help you. I mean, that's the goal here is to help you guys out there. Yeah, I think it's important to note that no matter how long you've been married, you could be married six decades, 60 years. Right. You could still run into an issue right. that you can't seem to quite navigate. Yes. So we're here to help. If, if we've been through it, we'll help you through it. And if we haven't been, we'll point you to the right resources. Amen. So thank you for joining us. Hey, we hope you guys have a blessed week and God bless. God bless. Oh!